And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. You're tuned in to Tapped Out. Hosted by Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine. Only on the BetQL Network. You know, my friends tell me that I have one of the best nights of my life on 6th Street in Austin about, eh, probably been eight or nine years at this point, and I just have to take their word for it. I love that place. You know, the next day I had good breakfast, met a lot of good people. That's where the fights are going down tonight. Fight night in Austin, Texas tonight at the top of the car. Josh Emmett, who you heard earlier on the show, if you missed it, check out the podcast. Plus 200 coming in as the underdog, Calvin Cater, at minus 250. We'll work our way up there. But first, let's start with Kansas City's own Julian Marquez, the Cuban Missile Crisis, PT, taking on Gregory Rodriguez. Now, my boy Julian's a underdog tonight. Don't understand that. Plus 150. Rodriguez is a minus 180, a guy that can beat you in a lot of different ways. But you know that I'm playing Julian Marquez by knockout tonight at plus 330. He's got a couple of those on his resume, including you remember the one, it's been about two years now, of course, Julian coming off of an injury that ended up getting him fight of the night where he ended up knocking out dude with like 30, 20-something sec- seconds left in the fight. I think this one probably goes to the third round. Give me Julian by knockout at plus 330. Yeah, I like Julian too in this one, but I honestly like him by submission. I mean, like that seems what it's been his uh, his good path to victory for him lately. I don't get Rodriguez being the uh, the favorite. I know it was uh, you know, tightly contested the last time, but he is still coming off of a loss. So maybe people are just feeling that the bounce back's going to be there. But I just feel like Julian's getting a little bit disrespected here uh, by these odds makers. So I like him uh, getting the, uh, the, the tap out tonight on tapped out. I think it's coming off the injury. Good play on words there, by the way. And I think it's the fact that he screwed up with Miley Cyrus. I think that's why the gambling public. Yeah, that was bad. Maybe, I feel yeah, like he's bad. probably. You feel like he's also hurt because of uh, Tyreek Hill's comments about Patrick Mahomes because Mahomes seemed hurt this week, dude. Are you, are you mad at him we, we, still? We, we all know that right now Tyreek Hill is just trying to butter up his new quarterback and his new city out there because he misses Kansas City and he misses Patrick Mahomes. Um, A lightweight matchup. I don't even want to try to say these guys' names, but I have a rule. When it comes to betting, if the two guys fighting each other's names combine for 10 vowels, then I take them both by submission. I know wow. you're going to scowl at me and be like, oh, that's the dumbest theory I've ever heard. What do you mean you're going to take them both? Pick a side, bro. I am picking a side. I'm picking both of them. So give me, I'll give it a shot. Demir Ismagulov versus Guram Kutakatatalalabalatsi. By the way, the odds on that are plus 140 for uh, Guram. Demir comes in at a minus 170. Jake says I nailed the first one. I don't believe it. I had to screw oh, that up. Dude, I anyway, don't think, did he? The, the, the 10 vowel rule goes into effect. I'm playing both those guys by submission. What say you? Uh, I'm going to go with Guram, the Georgian Viking. I just learned that 13 seconds ago. Uh, I'm going to go with him with the win tonight. I'll take the dog because that's a cool nickname. Objectively. Really- I didn't even know they had Vikings in Georgia. Good for him. The Georgian nickname? Wait, wait, I'm sorry, the Georgian Viking is what his name yeah, is? Yeah, I thought that was like a Scandinavian, like, you know, Newfoundland, all that type of stuff. I didn't know that the Vikings rolled in Georgia, but good for him, dude. I mean, we like, go, look. We go, from, we go from the Cuban Missile Crisis, Julian Marquez, to Guram, the Georgian Viking, working our way up to Joaquin Buckley versus Albert Dariah. Now, minus 230 right now for Dariah, and you can get Joaquin Buckley at plus 150. I think I'm going to play Buckley. We know that he's got the knockout power. We've seen him 
get a couple of knockouts of the night. I can get him at plus 330, and I think it happens early because I think that both these guys want to go ahead and get the other guy out of the cage. If you're curious, you can get Joaquin Buckley to win the fight at plus 150 odds. How do you see this one going down? Uh, I think Derive gets a uh, gets a decision win. I hate it. You know, I don't like, you know, it's not the sexiest pick in the world I know, and I love Joaquin Buckley. Like, he has the sickest knockouts, but – I think derives tough, you know. He's he's on a good streak here. I think that uh, that he'll get the uh, the win tonight, but I think it goes by way of the judges, which is a uh, plus two sixty right now, derived by points. All right, well that is boring. I don't think you're going to say the same thing about the next one when Kevin Holland gets in there. Most of the time, he ends up finishing the fight, taking on Tim Means. This is just a weird matchup, right? A guy that's been around forever versus a guy that. Just a couple of years ago, we didn't really know Kevin Holland's name. And then all of a sudden, he went on that crazy winning streak. It was like, okay, who's this dude? Holland's a minus 310. He's the biggest favorite on the main card tonight, taking on 10 means at plus 240. I like Holland to win this fight by submission at 5-1. to one. I think ultimately, he tries to get it to the ground. The crazy thing is, you can get 10 means right now by sub at, I'm looking at 25-1. to one. I, Look. Maybe I'll do the same thing and play both sides. You know that's not. A, I'm not against that. So, so you just you're just going full cold stone tonight, huh? You're just going sprinkle here, sprinkle there. Just, that's everywhere, account. huh? You know, I'll play some props. Right? I had Golden State after they uh, after they went down early. I was like, you know, I think Golden State. I'll put a little bit of money on them to win this series, and I did. So I got some money in the account. What do you uh, What do you got, Jake? I'm just hopping to say, Tim means twenty to one for submission over Kevin Holland. That's nuts. I think Kevin Holland's gonna win, but I do too. I think I think Kevin Holland's gonna win too. Like he's he, he feels like he's kind of put some of the struggles behind him. You know, I I just I, I can't see that happening, man. Come on. He spent no, some time wrestling too. So it, look, I'm with you. Like that's way too long of a shot. I just can't see Tim Mean submitting Kevin Holland tonight. I can see Kevin Holland winning this thing in a bunch of different ways. And so can the odds makers in this welterweight matchup. He's coming in. As a huge favorite, as I mentioned, the biggest favorite on the main card at minus 310. If you want to play 10 means, you can get him at plus 240. So we lost our co-main earlier today Bummed about for the it, second time. And what sucks about this, BT, is I'm not saying there's ever free money, right? Like whenever we come on BetQL Network, we're giving strong advice. You know, we feel about real strongly about this or the odds makers say this or, you know, the, the patterns tell us this. I felt better about this one than I have almost anything in the calendar year. Joe Lozon versus Cowboy Cerrone because of what we talk about often, which is a value bet. Look, you mentioned both these guys are washed up, their best days behind them. But to me, I see that as an ultimate pick em fight. It's just like those two grandpas that I saw fight outside the grocery store years ago, right? The 76-year-old, the 79-year-old. That's a pick em fight. I didn't know who was going to win. And the, the odds going into this one, you could have got – one and a half to one on your money, plus 150 on Joe Lozon against Cowboy Cerrone. So I just I feel a little sick to my stomach. I feel like we lost that on some money tonight. Yeah, I get you. Like, it was definitely – everybody was was salivating over Joe Lozon, especially – I think the thing that's hard about it for Cowboy is there's just it, – it, it's it getting to one of those points where you just don't see victories, any path to victory for him anymore. Then he has the whole thing where he gets sick. Lozon will still pull out some wins every now and then, like sometimes in very surprising fashion. I mean, the dude is the, the bonus king. You got the wind king versus the bonus king. Um, so it is a bummer that you don't get this one tonight. I, I don't think that you should do it a third time. Like, I kind of feel like the universe is telling you something. Like, if right. it's too 
if it's two times two old guys can't get together, eh, maybe we move on. You know, it's not quite Khabib versus Tony Ferguson, you know? It's not even halfway there. We lost that one one, two, three, four, five oh. separate times. I asked Dana about that one time down in Miami. I was down there for the Chiefs Super Bowl, and he cut me off right away, like as if I had swore on my radio. Like yeah. that became taboo subject. You just kind it of is. talk about it. It's, it, it's like a no-no word. Don't say that around a man. Although it does feel like both those guys at the very end of their careers, kind of, so whoever was going to lose this one might be the last time that we end up seeing them in the UFC. And then at the top of the marquee, earlier on today, we had on Josh Emmett. He's coming in at plus 200, taking on Calvin Cater at minus 250. I, as the week went on, I've kind of gone back and forth on this one, right? Because when it comes to Calvin Cater, he's one of those guys that, he certainly has the knockout power, but it's different than Josh Emmett's knockout power. I feel like if Cater's going to knock you out, he's going to probably throw punches and bunches. One of those combos, right? Maybe he's going to end up with one of those tight elbows and eventually put you down. In the case of Josh Emmett, man, I've been watching a bunch of his highlights all week long. He's that guy that when he hits you once on the chin, he puts you to sleep. And there have been multiple guys that have never been knocked out in their career. Michael Johnson coming to mind and They've got that O on their resume when it comes to not being knocked out. They've got that chin. And the odds are kind of pointing that way tonight, BT, when it comes to Calvin Cater. Like, so odds makers like a guy that's never been knocked out, right? They're going to say, oh, well, if he's never been knocked out, how are you going to tell me tonight's going to be the night? Well, I'm telling you right now, tonight's going to be the night. Calvin Cater gets knocked out. If you want me to be specific, it takes a while. Both these guys are warriors. I mean, we saw Calvin Cater versus Max, like just absolutely get obliterated and not go down. So this thing could go four, could go five, like we saw last week. But I think ultimately Josh Emmett puts one of those big right hands on him across his chin and wins the fight by knockout at plus 450. Nah, I, look, I, I did agree with you. I think if there is a knockout, I do think it's more likely Emmett gets it. But I, I like a couple things here. One, the fact that Calvin Cater doesn't get knocked out. Um, I don't, I'm not buying, I'm not putting him in the category of Michael Johnson and I love the menace. Don't get me wrong, but you're literally that sucker that I was just talking about. That guy is serious. Well, he's never been knocked he's out. He's never so been he knocked out. Knocked no, out. but here's another thing too, though. There's a big discrepancy in experience going deep into fights. Like Calvin Cater, the last three fights that he had have gone five rounds. He's in a main event. He is used to this. We talked to Josh Emmett. He's very dazzled that he is the main event. He's like very impressed that the, the red carpet has been rolled out to him. A little bit of fat cat syndrome. I got to be honest with you. That, that kind of threw me off. And I just think that he's getting in there with a guy who has now been in there with two killers, a guy in Giga, who everybody was ready to groom and say he's the next coming of the division. He really showed him something. The Max Holloway fight, the toughness that he showed in that one, everybody was very, very impressed with. I just feel like Calvin Cater, his experience, even with the age difference, I feel like the big-time fight experience right now, is up for Calvin Cater. I like that. I like the fact that when you have a guy who is going to be looking for that big time bomb, I think Calvin Cater is okay standing in the pocket, ducking those things. We know that he has the great boxing skill set. I honestly think that Josh Emmett's got to mix in some wrestling here if he really has a path to victory. If he is going to be the guy who is looking to continue to get that knockout streak and look for that bomb the entire time, I think he's going to be in for a bad night, dude. I think that He's going to have to try and mix this up. And I don't know. Like Calvin Cater is a, a, a tough customer when it comes to that type of stuff because I think it is in Emmett's DNA to go in there and slug and try and go for the kill. 
And I think that that could be a recipe for disaster against a guy like Calvin Cater. So I think Cater gets the win tonight. I think he's going to go to the scorecards. I think he is going to, I think he's going to outpoint him. I can see like a 49, 46, really school him in the striking game. Josh Emmett is no one trick pony. However, he's got a couple of subs on his UFC resume. So if it does go to the ground, I don't know about you. To me, that's advantage Emmett. I agree. I agree. It does. But I, I don't know if Emmett, I, I feel like there's something in him that is going to be like, he wants this to be a slug fest. I think that he wants to go out there. Like we talk, like that's a strange thing to know. Like I, all the, he brought that up himself too, where he's like, Oh, I gave this guy his first knockout. This guy his first knockout. I'm like, Oh, so he's basically saying, I'm going to give Calvin Cater his first knockout. I feel that's exactly what Calvin Cater would want you to do. And I feel like that, that for me is a red flag. And I feel like Calvin Cater is going to box his socks off for so whatever reason. What we, if you miss what he's referring to, we had him on the show earlier. It's kind of funny that basically you didn't give the guy a chance to finish. Don't you think that if he said what did he, if he thought that tonight he was going to just go in there and knock out Calvin Cater, that he would be that brash guy and say, look, I knocked out this guy. And he had never been knocked out. I knocked out this guy. He'd never been knocked out. When he started talking about Calvin Cater, I felt like it was just being aware. And I think that there's a lot of betters that are aware tonight that Calvin Cater's a guy that has never been knocked out. But if you look this year, I was looking it up. I think there's been like, I'm talking about like 27, 28 knockouts already in this calendar year in the UFC fighters that had never been knocked out before. So let's not pretend like just because you've never gotten knocked out in the promotion doesn't mean at some point in your fighting career you haven't taken one on the chin. They all have, and both these guys have that knockout ability. I just think that if you're talking about winning the fight, you're going to take Josh Emmett at the underdog money right now. He's at 2-1. to one. You get him at plus 200. He can win the fight in more ways than Calvin Cater can. By the way, it's also kind of a theme tonight because we have one, two, four first-round knockouts already tonight. So it's, uh, it's kind of in the air. It is in the oh, air. It is, it is in the, in the air. I feel that. But it won't be by the main event. Sorry, dude. Who was that? Phil Collins. Who was that? I can yes, see it, was, it was Phil coming in the air tonight. All right, that's it for the singing version of the show. Uh, which of these numbers do you feel best about tonight? Which fight do you feel most strongly about on the main card? Um, I would say I feel strongest about Kevin Holland winning by knockout. I think that is the I, thing I feel strongest about tonight. I think I'm going to try to get parlayed tonight on a Saturday night with Kevin Holland by knockout and with Julian Marquez by knockout. And that'll pay me a hefty sum when we do a little bit of math here, jumble this up. That'll get you about 13 to 1 on your money, taking both those guys by knockout. So if you want to get parlayed with me, of course, I like a couple of subs tonight. I think there's going to be finishes all over. As you mentioned, BT, something is in the air tonight. In the early prelims, we saw a couple of knockouts and the sub. You mentioned the last four fights have all ended by finish. And if you look up and down this card, you got Julian Marquez, you got Joaquin Buckley, you got Kevin Holland, you got Calvin Cater, and you got Josh Emmett. So if you're like me and you like to bet the props, you'd like to figure out which round it's going to end in, I think a lot of these fights are going to end early. I don't think you're going to have a lot of Bruce Buffer going to the cards. Agreed. It's been a fun night so far. The only fight that went to decision was a women's strawweight fight. Everything else, is, everything else is getting finished. So it's, uh, it seems it's like a fun night for that way. So, yeah, make sure you don't look away tonight. Um, BT's upset me like he always does as the show's gone on. So coming up next, don't go anywhere. I'm actually going to fight BT. It's tapped out. You're locked in with BetQL Network.